and hello to each and every one of you out there. Welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast, along with my co-hosts, Sidel Boyd and Jonathan Eli. I am Irving Henderson. Uh, Going to start the show off with uh, some unfortunate news. Uh, really, really kind of getting tired of kicking off the shows with these tributes, but uh, send our condolences out to uh, Howard Schnellenberger and his family, as well as uh, the University of Miami program. Uh, Schnellenberger was the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes when uh, they weren't really a national name. Uh, It was because of him that the University of Miami became the U, uh, became this prominent program, prominent and dominant uh, throughout the 80s and the 90s. Uh, Started it, Jimmy Johnson continued it. And Dennis Erickson uh, in the 90s was the last head coach of that dynasty run that Miami had. Um, so we send out our condolences once again to Howard Schnellenberger's family. Uh, the NCAA tournament continued on Saturday with the Sweet 16. Now, fellas, I didn't do a bracket this year. Now, I, I, I thought about doing one, but I kind of figured – that if there was any year that the tournament would be upside down, it would be this one. And there were about 20 million brackets that were filled out online. There are no perfect brackets heading into the Sweet 16 left. And that is because there have been a massive amount of upsets this year. I can't recall any other time uh, where there were this many upsets this early in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. It's been a crazy, crazy tournament. Yeah, and and just looking at who's left, and we'll start with the Midwest region. Uh, Now, Loyola Chicago uh, fell to Oregon State this afternoon. Uh, They lost 65 to 58. Oregon State now becoming just the second 12th or lower seed to reach the Elite Eight. Uh, they await the winner of number two, Houston, and number 11, Syracuse. So it's highly possible that an 11 or 12 seed from the Midwest region could end up in the Final Four. Uh, we'll see what happens later on this evening. Uh, in the South region, number one, Baylor, and number five, Villanova, are in progress as we speak. And later on, it'll be number three, Arkansas, taking on the 15th seed, Oral Roberts, uh, who became the first 15th seed since Florida Gulf Coast uh, to reach the Sweet 16. Uh, On Sunday in the West region, it'll be number one, Gonzaga, taking on number five, Creighton. And it'll be number six, USC, taking on number seven, Oregon, which pretty much guarantees that a Pac-12 team will be in the Elite Eight. And in the East region, this is the only region where the top two seeds remain. Uh, Number one, Michigan will take on number four, Florida State. And number two, Alabama will take on number 11, UCLA. Uh, Last week, uh, we discussed the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, who have seen their season just completely blow up in their faces. Well, somehow... Somehow, it managed to get worse this week. Uh, Going into today, uh, they did win uh, Saturday afternoon. They bounced back with a 2-1 win over the Rangers. 
But uh, coming into to, to Saturday's game, they had lost seven of their last nine. Uh, they had lost four in a row. Uh, they were blown out by the Rangers again. Uh, this time it wasn't a shutout. They lost eight to three on Thursday. And they gave up another three-goal, three-assist game to Ranger Mika Zibanejad, who they are somehow making look like a Hall of Fame. Like, he's an average guy against any team. Mika Zibanejad plays against the Flyers, and all of a sudden he's Wayne Gretzky. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, but uh, the, the month should end pretty easily for the Flyers. They take on... Uh, the Buffalo Sabres pretty soon, and the Sabres are the worst team in the NHL currently on a 16-game losing streak. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the man. Uh, you, 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 you know, you have a feeling that they're going to probably be that team. Like, if there's any team right now that the Sabres could probably beat, you know, it, it's it's this Flyers team, right? Yes. John, John, you're more of a hockey guy than I am. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Carter Hart this year. He was well, expected to be much better than what we're seeing right now. Well, the problem is the, the, the defense that we have in front of him couldn't cover a peewee hockey team right now. Like – like, like they're letting a lot of stuff go by, and they're leaving both goaltenders hanging out the drive. Now, in defense of the defensemen, you're supposed to be getting to the, be a elite goaltender. You're supposed to stop about 75% of the shots. Right. If he wants to get up to that level, but his morale is probably shot. His confidence is, is dead in the water. Like, like they have a tough task ahead, of, task ahead of them, but they're still supposed to put points on the board. So if they're not, that's an offense and defensive problem. Well, listen, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're going to be able to make a push for the playoffs this time around. They look like a team that's dead in the water right now, and you know it's kind of it's kind of disappointing. It's kind of disappointing. You you know they were doing pretty well as like at the midpoint of the season, and right now it is all going bad for the Flyers. Today's win, uh, notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. Sticking with hockey for a second, uh, this <laughs> crazy story came out this week uh, on Tuesday night. Referee Tim Peel forgot that he was mic'd up. And he was picked up on the microphone saying that he wanted to get a, in his words, mind you, he wanted to get a effing penalty against Nashville early uh, during the Detroit Red Wings and Nashville Predators game. Uh, the NHL wasted no time handling that situation. Uh, it, in less than 12 hours after the video had gone viral, Appeal was banned by the NHL from ever working in the league again. Now, I want to say this, fellas. Like you, you, you've been watching any sport where referees play a significant role, like yeah. basketball and hockey. Nah, not baseball, but baseball to a certain extent. Like 
the umpires in baseball can't really dictate how a game goes. I mean, unless they're calling like a tight strike zone for one guy and then a wide one for the next. But you've been watching a game and you've seen something where you're like, all right, that's a makeup call. That's clearly a makeup call. Like yeah. they screwed up over here and like like you've seen in basketball, like a guy barely gets touched and the referee is calling a foul because they got to sort of even out the calls just a little bit. Yeah. It's weird to hear a referee actually say, hey, you know what? I wanted to do that. It wasn't really nothing there, but I, I had to get something on them early. Yeah. And the majority of the time that does happen in hockey. Mm-hmm. More times than not, like like the referees in hockey will just call it just to set a standard for the entire game. But his mic should have been off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just strange like hearing a referee like out say that out loud. Like you he said the quiet part out loud. Like you're not supposed to tell everybody like yeah. Like, okay. just, just, just shut your mouth next time. Like, here's the thing. Right. Anytime you have a microphone and you know you have a microphone on you or anytime there's a camera on you, like, always act like you have some sense. Yeah, because yeah. the camera is always watching and you never know what the microphone might pick up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, mo- moving on to football, although I'd rather not, uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, traded their uh, number three pick in this year's draft to the San Francisco 49ers for their number 12 pick, uh, as well as first round picks in 2022 and 2023. Now, that was enough to shake up the draft until Miami turned around and flipped the number 12 pick to the Eagles for their number six pick. Miami also sent their first-round pick in next year's draft, which means the Eagles could potentially have three first-round picks next season. That is all contingent on the amount of snaps that uh, Carson Wentz plays in Indianapolis and whether the Colts become a playoff team. But that's not the wildest part of this. The wildest part of this is that the Eagles actually attempted to move up They wanted Miami's pick when it was number three because they wanted to draft a quarterback. I want you to understand what I just said. (laughs) They wanted to move up in the draft to pick a quarterback. You got rid of your franchise quarterback. You handed the keys to Jalen Hurts. And now you're basically telling him, we don't think you're good enough. We were going to move up to bring in another quarterback here and get you out of here. Because there's no two ways about that. Okay? There's no two ways about that. You move up to take a quarterback. Basically, Jalen Hurts is the odd man out. He's gone. You just signed Joe Flacco uh, as a free agent. So you're telling me the plan, the plan was trade up, 
draft a quarterback, get rid of Jalen Hurts, and either throw the rookie in to start the season, or you begin the season with Joe Flacco as your starting quarterback. I'm, I'm so, holding. I'm holding because this this will turn into an unfiltered real quick. Uh, either one of you guys want to take this because I, I, Sidel, Sidel, help me understand it, man. Help you, please. You, I know you're a Panthers fan, so like, like, there's, 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 there's less emotion in this for you. Please try to help me make sense of this. I'm sorry, bro. I can't help you with this one. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, for the love of God. I'm going to let John take it, man. Uh, All right. Good. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit more calm. Uh, so, um, what I'm thinking that they're trying to do is either A, get ammo to go after either Russell Wilson or Watson. Watson with everything going on with him, could be coming cheaper more than pricey as far as the draft picks are concerned. But well, Tom, Tom out right but, there. Y'all better stay away from my man Deshaun because then he's coming to Carolina. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you hope. So, yeah. So, so the Eagles just said, we don't want Jamar Chase. Right. Or Kyle Pitts. Right. Now, where they're sitting at right now, pick 12, could be that cornerback from South Carolina, Horn, uh, J.C. Horn, who is very, very, very good. And he will, he'll be a huge upgrade for our secondary. But you have a chance to right the wrongs that you did the last couple drafts at wide receiver or any offensive weapon – like, like I wouldn't have been mad about Pitts. I wouldn't have been mad about Chase. If they mess up on pick 12, there's going to be huge ramifications between the fan base and the Eagles front office. Man, listen, first of all, I'm going to say this flat out. I, I, don't, I, I don't trust Howie Roseman one bit. I, I don't. I don't trust him at all. And, 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 and furthermore, again – Again, this is this is the part that I, I like is mind-boggling to me. You were trying to move up to take a quarterback. All the holes on this damn roster right now, and you're telling me you wanted to draft another quarterback. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, I don't know like who like this quarterback factory BS. You know what? I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on because I'm I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. My doctor said it's not good for me to get angry like that. I'm gonna go ahead and move on. I'm gonna try to take a deep breath. Woosa. <sighs> All right, finally, uh closing out the opening segment. Uh Major League Baseball's opening day will arrive on Thursday, April the first. Uh, the Dodgers have reloaded and are trying to become the first team since the 1998 to 2000 New York Yankees to repeat as champions. Now, that's crazy when you're talking about over 20 years. Uh, there has not been a repeat champion in baseball since. Um, yeah. Now, I, I want to say this. Uh, 
last year, uh, when the pandemic hit, it hit around the time that opening day for baseball was supposed to come up. And there weren't too many things sports-wise. Like, I know we, we lost the, the middle of basketball season and the NCAA tournament was canceled, but it was losing opening day that hit hard for me as a sports fan because opening day in baseball is sort of like an unofficial holiday for me. You know, like... Even even though I work late at night, I will get up early and I will start watching not just what's going on with the Phillies, but pretty much as much opening day coverage as I can. And to not have that last year was rough because to me, baseball season starting represents the beginning of summer. And I know, yeah. I know it's 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 early, it's early as all get out, but you know, you know what's coming once baseball season starts. Because that means the warmer weather is coming, longer days are coming, like the sun is out a lot longer, you know, you're starting to put away like your winter stuff, and it was rough, man. It was it was it was really rough last year, and I am I am glad that not only will baseball start on time this year, but most cities will have attendance. I know the Phillies will allow, I think 8,800 was the number that I saw. And uh, I know next weekend will be my first trip to the ballpark uh, in a couple of seasons. So I'm I'm looking forward to opening day. I don't really have too many opinions on how I think the season is going to go. I do think that uh, the Phillies are sort of in that middle of the pack area where they should be good enough to contend to win the division. But I wonder if they're starting pitching once you get beyond uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola if their starting pitching can hold up. I know they made improvements to the bullpen, but it'll be interesting to see whether or not this team will compete and or whether or not they'll, you know, make the playoffs. It's It's been 10 years since the Phillies have last made the playoffs, so it sure would be nice to have some October baseball this year. Yes, I agree. All right, well, listen, uh, we're going to have an extended uh, NBA conversation uh, recapping the trade deadline uh, and talking about uh, Friday's scores, and we'll have our power rankings. Who's at the top of the list? Who's dropping? Did anybody that wasn't on the power rankings jump in? We'll see. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, John, you weren't on last week. So, of course, I'm going to ask you, 
off the top of your head, give me your top five breakfast cereals. Top five breakfast cereals? Yeah, top five breakfast cereals. Uh, as a kid or now? Because it's completely different uh, when I was a kid. Well, now, now, now is good. All right, so uh, uh, Raisin Bran is probably probably be my number one. Uh, uh, hey. Cheerios, Cheerios mm-hmm. is in uh, somewhere around there. Uh, either corn checks or rice checks. Uh-huh. Uh, corn pops. Right. Still still love my corn pops. Mm-hmm. And oh, number five. Uh Fruit Loops. Yeah. All right. Now see, still you had you had raisin bran in your top five. I had raisin bran at number three in my top five. Yeah, you had raisin bran in your top five. Now, uh your number one was cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. My number one was Fruity Pebbles. So I think we 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 have three like completely different like <laughs> tastes when it comes to our top cereal. Raisin you know what? Raisin Bran is I didn't have it in my top five, but Raisin Bran is definitely a top ten breakfast cereal of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. So so the NBA trade dead trade deadline. Jeez, try saying that a couple times fast. The NBA trade deadline hit last week. Uh, there were a flurry of moves. I really don't want to go over all of them. So I just have some questions for you guys. And my first is, uh, what do you think the best trade was to go down uh, before the deadline hit? Well, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be a homer. It was the uh, uh, Vukovic uh, trade to Chicago. Okay. Because we got rid of the auto porter contract, and I believe Mm -hmm. I've touched on this quite a few times. That contract was absolutely ridiculous, and it's God God bless that general manager for getting out of that. Right. And then, like I've been saying pretty much all year, if Wendell Carter did not produce or get up to that standard where he should be, they were going to get him out of there. And lo and behold, he's gone. Okay. And then the Bulls finally added a another piece with Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. An, actual, an actual legitimate center that can score – what a shocker. But Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I well, really wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it. Now, I do have the Bulls as an answer to one of my questions that I have in here. But I wasn't expecting the Bulls to pull off any moves that led to them bringing players in. I, I had the Bulls pegged as being a team that was going to start shipping players off. I yeah. didn't expect them to pull off a move and bring in Nick Vucevic. Yeah, so... Like a fire sale? No, well, not necessarily a fire sale, but I, just, I, think, I think we all know, we all know that uh, Levine's name came up in trade rumors, uh, Markinen's name came up in trade rumors, so... like, I, I don't think they were going full, full on fire sale, but I do think that 
you know, you look at where the Bulls are as far as their positioning in the East, and you you kind of expected them to subtract players and maybe hit the reset button. Instead, I think right now, not not for this season. I think the Bulls are trying to set themselves up for next, for next year. Yeah. Yeah, they're still gonna make like a little bit of noise this year. They're probably gonna make the playoffs now, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be like, you know, it's gonna be a close one. Right. But they basically reset on most of their draft picks, except for marketing, uh Williams. You know who they just got, who is blossoming into a nice small forward. Right. Oh, so, um, you know. And then they picked up, uh, you know, Feist from Boston. I'm like, all right, so you solidified the center pr- uh, spot. Then you got his backup. Right. Oh, so I have no problem, you know, with what they did. And they got rid of a lot of, I'm not going to say like dead weight, but mm-hmm. you drafted Wendell Carter at seven and mm-hmm. you expected him to, you know, Blossom and he didn't. And Kobe White is probably that next tier that probably should have got uh, should have gotten traded because there's too many guards on the roster now. There's right. way too many still. Yeah. So so if they would have pulled off, uh, I think Sadell was telling me on chat if they would have pulled off, say. Victor Oladipo, that probably would have got us like super, like well, like oh damn, here they come. But right, yeah, come put out. off both of those in tandem. Yeah, y'all the, y'all the one, the whole thing for sure. Lights out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a that's an obvious power move. Right. Yeah, but now so, y'all still, y'all just taking like steps forward right now. Right. So so. It's not like years past when we had Paxson running the show and Paxson was just doing dumb stuff. This general manager that we got from the Nuggets knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign for us. All right. So, so Dale, what do you like? What did what move did you think uh, was the best move over the deadline? I mean, I was going to aim for that Vucevic move for the Bulls too, but uh, okay. The, the heat, <laughs> the heat basically got Victor Oladipo for a mimosa. So yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was just, it was just too lopsided. Like at least, um, at least the Magic got something that they could try to, you know, they could try to, um, you know, uh, revive Wendell Carter as a prospect. You know, try to work, yeah. try to work with him. Uh, but, but Oladipo for. Uh, what was his second round picks and yeah nondescript bench players? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was, if, yeah. If it was basically for stay, absolutely nothing. Yeah, if he could, that's if he could stay healthy, then that's that's the biggest one for me. Um, yeah, well, I I, I had uh, the the move I thought was the best move uh, up to the trade deadline was the Nuggets bringing in Aaron Gordon. Now, you talk about a you talk about a fire sale. You talk about a fire sale. Orlando showed you what a fire sale looks like. Absolutely, like this was everybody. 
So, you know, I, I, I think I think it's it's a hard reset button for the Magic, but it's a reset button that needs to be pushed because they're spinning their wheels. They're not going anywhere. Even with the talent that they have right now or had before the trade deadline, they're not going anywhere. So it makes perfect sense for them to move on. I think Gordon to the Nuggets is going to make the Nuggets – almost move into that next tier in the West, but I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to beat L.A., either L.A. team. So we'll see. We'll see how the Nuggets work that out moving forward, but I I just think that Gordon is the exact kind of piece that the Nuggets need to try and make that move to the next level out there in the West. All right, so obviously, I was say, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. You go first. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, like Gordon, kind of replaced what they lost in Jeremy Grant. Uh, that's right. the that's the way yes. I kind of looked at that. He might be, and he might be a a, a little bit better as well. He's mm-hmm. In my eyes, well, he is better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in my eyes, he's definitely better. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also. They did get rid of uh, uh, Gary Harris, so that might mm-hmm. that might hurt the bench a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, before we came on, the Nets uh, signed uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. I kind of figured that to, was going to happen. I thought he was going to Miami. I thought he was going to Miami. Miami yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I thought Miami was had the uh, inside track on Lamarcus Aldridge. Listen, yeah, I'm well, gonna say. Listen, here, here's my thing. It's it's another, it's another, it's another splashy move for the Nets. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna say the same thing. All of this is for them to try and put themselves in position to beat the Sixers. I still don't see it. Okay, y'all. Everybody's gonna sit up here and start. Everybody's gonna start that fear the Nets campaign again. It's gonna start up again. Oh my God, the Nets just did blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. I y'all y'all every I told Sadell didn't I say I said it at the beginning of the season. Remember, I said it at the beginning of the season. Everybody's pushing and cashing in on the Nets. I'm telling you right now. Be prepared for the disappointment, okay? All right, so in turn, uh, what do you guys think was the worst move to happen? Now, my worst move is more of a non Well, not more of It was a non-move. Um, the Raptors were asking for a ridiculous price for Kyle Way Lowry. too much. Way too much. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh... Not Way too much. How much they was asking for for him? <laughs> I mean, his contract is about to be up, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, he's gonna be a free agent. So they was gonna ask for for all that with with him being what 35, 36 year old on expiring yeah. on expiring contract. Yes. Yo, and and he wants a he wants a two year extension. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He has for a two-year extension for another yeah, for fifty for another fifty mil. Yeah, so and, and, twenty-five per year. Nah. Yep. Yeah. Nah. And here's my thing. I know. I know that there there were some 
some Sixers fans who were a little miffed that they didn't bring him in. Why? Do you understand the price tag they asked for the Sixers to give up to bring Kyle Lowry in? Yeah. And then uh, and then the Sixers in turn uh, traded for George Hill. And that was a little head scratcher, but I was like, all right. You know, yeah. now you, I'm, I'm really scratching my head on that one. Like, you could have <laughs> got Gary Trent Jr., but he went to – yeah. Yeah, it's there's a whole bunch, and then the more shocking play, uh, thing enough is Lonzo Ball, who was reported to go everywhere, went absolutely nowhere. Right. Yeah, well, I didn't think I, I didn't think he was going anywhere. I, I I think that was more that was more talk than an actual move that was going to happen. I didn't I didn't see I didn't see anyone giving up whatever the asking price was going to be for Lonzo Ball because yeah, you know you know the price tag was going to be significant. They weren't just yeah. going to, you know, give him up. No. I think the one thing that I saw was Laurie Marketing was supposed to go to the Pelicans and then we were supposed to get back, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball. I'm like, the Bulls already have enough guards. Like, we don't need any more. <laughs> yeah. Especially a guy who can't shoot. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, Lonzo's shot is improving, though. <laughs> yeah, he is getting better. But, I mean, that he's got – I mean, for a guard, he's got the ugliest form in the league. The yeah. absolute ugliest form. For, for any guard, like, he shoots like a forward. Who yeah. shouldn't be shooting from like from distance? It's the oh god! And they were talking about bringing him here to yeah. Philly. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, now here's the thing: I don't really, I don't think, I don't think George Hill was a bad move. Oh man, here we go. Uh, mm. I didn't, hold on, hold on. I didn't say, I didn't say it was earth shattering. I didn't say it was a great move. I didn't say that. I said I don't think it was a bad move. And that's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) You think it was a bad move? Yes. I don't I don't Oh wow. Oh, I gotta hear this. Why was this a bad move? Because you're green, who's a choke artist, and now you just picked up another one. Oh my God! Thank you. Finally, uh, somebody else, okay. somebody else right. finally see George Hill, the choke artist, besides okay. me. Because I've been, I've been debating in in Sixers groups all day long about this dude. Again, it's not a bad move, but he has some like like watch moments. Watch. Oh, oh yeah. Bring, okay. Bring out Reggie. Bring out the Reggie Miller meme. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. I, I'm not gonna tell you that I thought that it was, you know, a, a, a good move on the Sixers' part. I thought it was a move. You understand what I'm saying? I thought yeah. it was a move. And I, I, I think that the Sixers had to look at it in certain ways. And I think what they were telling you is, anyone who was asking for Thibel, it had to be a dynamic move. So. The Raptors coming in saying they wanted Maxi and Thibel and first round picks for no, 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 no. You're not gonna go after an aging player like that. 
I don't think there's any team the Sixers could have made a move with. I mean, unless you're talking about bringing in Aaron Gordon, unless you're talking about them making that move, like, I don't see what other move there was to be made. Right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at what, what trades went down. Like, besides bringing in a guy like Aaron Gordon, I don't see what moves the Sixers could have possibly made at the deadline that would have made much sense, given what other teams were going to want from the Sixers. Now, I know it was people, you know, when they traded Bradley, like, oh, why are they getting rid of him? We need it. Yo, stop. Stop. Yeah. Please stop. No. Please well, stop. Well, that almost back right, because you didn't have a center. <laughs> but they did. That's true. They did. They do. They do. They did have another guy. Like, like, see, and that's and, and, and I think people forget that. People forget that they also had another center waiting in the wings. Uh, and you just point. saw him. You, you just saw him uh, Thursday night. Paul Reed. Reed. Yeah. 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 So he's him and Bradley are the same guy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get significant playoff minutes. No. No. He's a guy that's just gonna fill in for right now. And by the way, Dwight Howard, you. <laughs> we we missing centers, and you want to be playing around with Montrez Harrell and get ejected. Like, oh, that was still kind of corny, though. Like, it was, it was, yeah. but, but come on, you, you, you got to know better than that. All right, so, um, post deadline, uh, which team set themselves up for success the best? And I think this is where I was going with the Bulls. I think the Bulls have set themselves up for future success better than any other team in the draft. Because, again, I said it. It's not. It wasn't about this year. It, well, I don't think it was about this year. I think the Bulls will make the playoffs. I think they'll put a scare into whoever they play in the first round, you know, and that'll be it. But I think going forward, I think the Bulls right now can come out of this and next year be in a position to make some other moves to put themselves better in the conversation in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I was going to say, uh, well, the Clippers, not going too far forward, but for this year, just for this year, they get playoff Rondo. Yeah, they do get playoff Rondo. Yeah. That's huge. So. <laughs> That's huge for them. Yeah. And then, uh, then, mm-hmm. then uh, Portland picking up um, – Norman Powell will right. will definitely help out Dame oh, and CJ. Okay. Yes. They oh, and you know in. what? You know what? And I meant that. I meant to. I, I should have talked about this in the worst move. The Mavericks bringing in JJ Redick. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Mean? Somebody. Why? 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 They needed to replace that shooting from uh he, they lost they lost it by giving us Seth Curry and, and Reddick is uh, and Reddick is hurt. He'll be all right. <laughs> He's hurt. And the Mavericks right now wait, are wait, like wait, they're wait, like I, a I, middling I, playoff team. 
How bad hurt is he though? Hold up. I didn't I didn't catch that though. He got like a he got like a heel injury. It's gonna be like it, it may be a while before he plays. Yeah. And and the Mavericks, they're they're on that bottom line as far as the playoffs are concerned. Like, like I mean, I wanna understand it. I don't. I I, I mean, I know you need shooting, but Reddick. Reddick at this at this point in his career and he's hurt, like that just didn't make much sense to me. Um the team yeah. that I think right now uh is set up for failure moving forward are the Celtics. What in the hell are they doing? Don't know. They're bottoming out. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I, to, like, I, couple, you know, like, I love Boston to see it. Fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I talked to like a couple like Boston fans. Mm-hmm. And and it looked like to me the moment that Thais missed that game winning shot, mm-hmm. and then they traded him out. I was like, wait, wait, hold up. Why are you mad at Thais for missing that shot? Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to be taking that. Right. It's supposed to be your two cornerstones. Damn right. You designed Damn a play right. from the backup center. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Um. I have a feeling Brad Stevens is going to get fired at the end of the season. I yeah. do. I have, a, I have a feeling Brad Stevens is going to be gone by the end of the season. But uh, That's crazy, though, because well, I mean, you would think you would get at least a, a whole second chance. Mm-hmm. But he, he probably not. Nope. <laughs> and they, they well, been, where, buddy, when did they finish last year? They finished in the Eastern Conference Finals? I thought it was the semis. Yeah, I thought it was uh, – no, I thought it was the conference finals. They played the Heat the in the conference? conference. I thought they, they played the, the Heat in the conference yeah, yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, well, yeah. I can uh, – the yeah. yeah, they did pick up that guy from Orlando, Fournier. Who, Fournier? Yeah. Oh, they got Fournier? Yeah, they got Fournier. Yeah, yeah that ain't going to matter. That's not going to matter. <laughs> uh, I wish we could have got Fournier instead of – Instead of George Hill. Oh, well, man. I, I, I'm not – listen, man. You know what's the deal? Go ahead, man. Have, have your George Hill moment, buddy. Go ahead. No, I'm not, Go ahead. I'm not Let it, it out. I've been doing it all day. Let it I've out. I've been doing it all day. I've been doing it all day, man. I'm just going to let people wait and see while George Hill chokes, and we just have to overcome his choking the same way when we <laughs> win in 50-plus games while having Brett Brown as our freaking coach. Like, <laughs> we, have to, we have to win uh, in spite of – we have to win in spite of the, the the tribulations and and detriments to our team. Like it's coming gonna soon. Prove our metal, it's gonna prove our metal <laughs> even more. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Sedell's unfiltered on George Hill. You people out there, get ready for that. I because I, I have a I have a, I have a feeling Sedell is gonna have about a good five ten minute rant on George Hill. At some point, so I'm just telling everybody out there, like, be, 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 be aware that an unfiltered Sedell goes off on George Hill is coming in the near future. Uh, should the Sixers uh, falter at any point in the playoffs? Well, I did have uh, uh, a, a question about the better buyout option between Lamarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond, but. Apparently, if uh, Aldridge is signed with the Nets, then we can just go ahead and move on past that. So uh, we're going to take a quick pause. 
not a lengthy pause. We're going to take a quick pause, and then we'll be back to uh, talk about Friday night scores and have, uh, our power rankings for the week. So sit tight. All right, so uh, let's uh, get into Friday night scores from the NBA. Uh, it was the Nets over the Pistons, 113 to 111. The Suns over the Raptors, 104 to 100. It was the aforementioned Boston Celtics over the Milwaukee Bucks, 122 to 114. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets over the Miami Heat, 110 to 105. The Blazers over the Magic, 112 to 105. Uh, the Timberwolves over the Rockets, 107 to 101, in a matchup of the NBA's worst two teams. Uh, it was the Nuggets over the Pelicans, 113 to 108. The Pacers over the Mavericks, 109 to 94. The Jazz over the Grizzlies, 117 to 114. The Hawks over the Warriors, 124 to 108. And the Lakers defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 100 to 86. Uh, the Rockets ended their 20 game losing streak on Monday uh, when they beat the Toronto Raptors 117 to 99. Uh, yeah, don't, don't clap too hard. Don't clap too hard. They went out and lost their next two games after that. <laughs> and they take on the uh, Timberwolves again Saturday night. So, uh, this is a battle of the basement. The Timberwolves can win and jump themselves from being the worst team in the league record-wise. Uh, also Saturday night, the Sixers take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, when we talked about Joel Embiid going down with his injury, I think this second week we thought was going to be a difficult week for the Sixers to get through. But they caught a break. They they caught a they they absolutely caught a break. The Warriors yeah. were without uh, Steph Curry. The Lakers were without LeBron. Uh, they may catch the Clippers missing multiple players on Saturday night. Um, so the Sixers could could uh, continue to roll right now without Embiid. They are six and one. Uh, without Embiid since the injury, the only loss to the Bucks a week ago, uh, it's possible that Embiid could return uh, Tuesday night uh, for the Nuggets game. But I don't know if the Sixers are going to rush him back, and I'm I'm hoping they don't. I really am. I'm hoping they don't. Let 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 him heal up, uh, and whatever happens happens. They are still somehow, some way, still atop the Eastern Conference uh, as far as record goals, they would be the number one seed should the season end uh, right now. I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought that I thought that the Nets were going to catch them when Embiid got hurt. Yeah, same here. Well, but, uh... and then, um, they did play the Jazz without, like, nobody. Mm -hmm. It was the Jazz versus, like, the Nets bench. Right. So, I'm actually excited for tonight's matchup, the Spurs versus the New Look Bulls. So, mm -hmm. 
I'll be watching that shortly. Well, um, you know, I didn't want to. I wanted to wait until we got to the uh, basketball section uh, to give a tribute to Elgin Baylor, who we lost uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Elgin Baylor, Hall of Famer. He was voted into the Hall of Fame in 1977. Uh, he was the 1958 NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was an 11-time All-Star, uh, 10-time All-NBA First Team. Uh, he was also the general manager of the Clippers for 22 years. Now, unfortunately, most of those 22 years with the Clippers were spent losing but in 2006, Elgin Baylor uh, was named the NBA Executive of the Year as the Clippers began their turnaround into becoming uh, Lob City. Uh, Elgin Baylor retired nine games into the 1971-72 season uh, due to knee problems. Now, what was crazy and odd about Elgin Baylor's retirement is after he retired, the Lakers won their next game, and they would go on to win 33 in a row. Uh, they would also win the finals that year. So Elgin Baylor's Lakers finally win a championship, and unfortunately he was unable to play uh, because of injuries that he retired from. However, he was still awarded a championship ring by the Lakers. Again, uh, boy, no, it's, it's been a, it's been an early rough year uh, for yeah. legends that we've lost. And now we uh, add Elgin Baylor, uh, his name to that list. Uh all right, fellas, it's time for our power rankings uh, as we give you guys our top 10. Uh, Sidel, go ahead and start it off with your 10th team. I have the Clippers getting back on the list at number 10. Okay. John, who you got at number 10? I also have the Clippers at number 10. Okay. Um, I have the Lakers at number 10. Now, I've, I dropped the Lakers all the way down from number four uh, on my list last week to number 10. They were almost completely out. Almost. I almost dropped the Lakers completely out, but it's just – I don't know exactly how to rate the Lakers right now. I mean, they don't have AD. They don't have LeBron, and they're starting to lose more, and – had they lost that game to the uh, Cavs Friday night, I would have dropped them completely out. Beating the Cavs, and I can't believe I'm saying that, <laughs> beating the Cavs kept them in the top ten. And, 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 and mind you, the Cavs have some, some – man, they've beaten some top-level teams. That's what they do. That's what they you do. Know, they, they can't beat the bad teams, but they can nope. certainly beat up on all the good teams. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, John, who's your number nine? My number nine is the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, Sadell? Number nine is the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, now I have the Charlotte Hornets number nine on my list this week. Uh, did not have the Hornets in last week, but they are uh, playing better as of late. 
playing a lot better as of late. And I think right now, uh, this may be one of those teams that if they get a four or five matchup, you know, if, if, if especially if that, that five is the Knicks, if they get that four or five matchup against the Knicks, I, I could see the Hornets moving on to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, my number eight team this week is the Blazers. Oh, now, the, I, I move the Blazers slightly up a little bit, but they move up because the Lakers slid down. Okay. Uh, okay. John, who's your eight? I have the Atlanta Hawks at eight. Jeez, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it with the Hawks right now. You guys have the Hawks in your top tens. I, I don't, I don't have the Hawks. In, I don't, I don't have them in my top ten just yet. I have them like if the Lakers had lost Friday night, I probably would have put the Hawks in my top ten. But I, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it just yet. Uh, John, who you got at number seven? Well, before we go there, I was gonna say go I had the Hawks in my top ten last week at in the same spot. Right. So. I well, we already know you. You you tend to go. I, I like we 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 discussed this. You tend to go week to week. Yeah, and I also kind of uh, I kind of um, counted the uh, the moves that teams made. I factored right. that in too. So okay, I think them getting uh, Lou Will is going to help them out tremendously. Yes, <sighs> Slim, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give that a maybe. I, we didn't talk about that. We talked about uh, the trade deadline moves. I didn't. I don't. That wasn't really much of a needle mover to me. It, it, it's the same thing. I, I looked at it the same way. I, like I looked at the George Hill move. It was a move. Man, he do you know, it wasn't 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 a good move. Wasn't a bad move. It was just a move. Yeah, but they was basically getting nothing out of Rondo, and they can't. Yeah. They can't yeah. really they can't really depend on all those 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 array of young guards that they have other than Trey Young. Mm-hmm. So I think Lou being a veteran and being able to be a more consistent scorer kind of helps mm-hmm. them out. Yeah. Because- well, it, yeah, it's one of those moves that it it was it was a good move for both teams. Yeah. Uh uh who do you have at your seven, Sadell? Um, seven Lakers. Lakers drop down to seven. Okay, John. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are at seven. All right, I have the Bucks seventh. Uh, John, who's your six? Utah Jazz. Snell, so you got Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I also have the Nuggets at number six. Uh, I have the Clippers fifth. Uh, John, who's your five? Utah Jazz. Sidell? Ditto. Ditto. I had the Jazz. All right. All right, Sidell, move right into your number four. I still got the Suns. <laughs> I don't okay. know why, but the Suns have – I don't know. They've been stuck at, like, number four possibly mm-hmm. the last three weeks. Okay. John, who's your four? Uh, it's actually the Suns. And, no, I did not copy off Sidell's list. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> back. Yeah, well, I, I – I have the Nets at number four. Uh, John, who's your three? 76ers. Sidell? Uh, the Nets. I have the Suns at three. 
Uh, I also have the Utah Jazz as number two. Sadell, who's your number two? My number two is the Bucks. Jow, who's your two? Number two is also. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It is the Bucks. Yep. All right. Bucks. Who's so? Who's your one, John? The, the Nets. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Sadell, who's your number one? Sixers. I like hot John. Come on, man. How do you have the Nets over the Sixers? <laughs> <laughs> Man, defend, defend this. De, de, defend putting the Nets yes. over the Sixers. Listen, man, because the Nets then picked up everybody. They didn't. They didn't got yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. They didn't pick man. Up and the only and the yeah. only time man. they lose and the only time nah, they hey, lost. Nah, nah, nah. Hey, 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 Nah, hold on, man. Don't be Johnny Cochran for this, dude. Don't be. Don't be. Don't be sitting up here trying. Hey, nah, hey, John. You personally defend. Putting the Nets above the Sixers right now. Defend putting the Nets above the Sixers. I put the Bucks above the Sixers too. Defend putting the Bucks above the Sixers, and I'll give you the Bucks maybe because they beat the Sixers last week. But come on, man. Defend putting the Nets above the Sixers. They're on a winning streak. They're on a winning streak. The Bucks. No, no, no. The Nets. Defend putting the Nets above the Sixers right now. They didn't sign George Hill. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? Point right there. You know what? You know what? Point right there. You know what? You know what? Nah. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. you know what, John? Nah, you know what, John? I know what this is about. I know what this is about. This is some bias on your end, man. You mad about that blowout? You mad about that blowout loss y'all took coming out the All Star break? I get it. I, I get it, man. I get it. I get. Nah, you you right. You got that one, John. All right. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, right. you got. Nah, it. You got it. Nah, you nah, got it. You, you got. It. <laughs> I can't. I can't judge the Nets. Just like I can't judge the Sixers because a lot of people are out. So I have to keep them at certain spots. I did have the Sixers above the Nets for quite a couple uh, weeks. Man, oh, man, oh, man. This boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I can't believe this, man. I can't believe I actually am getting to a point right now in my life where I hate the Nets. You understand? Come on, man. I cannot believe I'm getting to a stage in my life. Oh, I can definitely hate the Nets. Okay? No, 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 no. I can definitely hate the Nets. I can. I can definitely do that. But I'm starting to get to a point, man. I'm starting to get to a point. I was going to say this is the best thing they had happen to them since the ABA, but they did. Yeah, listen, Jason Kidd did take them to the finals twice. Yo, that don't count. That don't count. No, 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 no. That don't count. That was a horrible uh, Eastern Conference when they won those two Eastern Conference championships. And if I'm not right, mistaken, well then, well then in that nah, case, this is nah, the man. best thing that happened to nah, them. Dr. J in the nah, ABA. Let me nah, man. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I can't believe. I I now officially hate the Brooklyn Nets. Come on, I man. do. Do that, man. I do, do, man. I'm listen. Everybody, man. Everybody on the Nets bandwagon, man. Like, Look. damn. Like, ah, ah come hey, on, man. Come they, on. They're like, number they, three, they number three on my list right now. So, 
Nah, listen, I'm like like my thing is it's not even about like it's not even about the power rankings. It's not. It's just I'm tired of this narrative around the Nets. I'm tired of it. They nice. I'm like, what have they done? What have they done? They just put the what? team together. What do you expect? What have they do? done? They haven't done anything. Like they they brought in they brought in all these guys, right? They brought in all these guys, and they still can't jump the Sixers in the standings. Still, they still can't. They still and, and and who knows how long he's gonna be out? He might not play again this season. He'll be back. No, 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 no. I don't think you understand. Like I don't think you understand. His injury is bad enough to the point where he may not play again this year. Yeah, that's like a. As long as he's been out, that's like a tear. That's, and oh, if he I does, was... like, and if he does, he like I get, I get that KD at seventy five percent is better than a lot of guys in this league. But you're asking, you're asking a lot for him to come back and in the playoff environment, like. I, I, I just listen, not, but, but that's I, so. I personally listen. I personally, I like. <laughs> they remind me of, and, and, and I mean this. Like, they remind me of. Good. That Lakers team when they had no, <laughs> no, 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 no. not even. No, I'm not even. I'm, no, I'm not even going to reach that far back. They remind me of that first year that the Heat got together when everybody crowned uh, these dudes as being the champions uh, and everybody was, you know, everybody all jumped on that bandwagon. That I'm not going to sit up here and say that the Nets aren't good. I'm not going to sit up here and, like, trash the Nets and say they're this bad team, but right. come on, like, y'all, like, like, like I said it from the beginning, like y'all, you're, you're crowning them as the Eastern Conference champions already. Yeah, the problem, like, the damn, problem is cancel the analogy, season. The problem with that analogy is that the Heat did make the finals, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, but guess what? So, but guess what? So that Heat team same. did make the finals, but the fact of the matter is, it's not even about like the season, the end season result. To me, is 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 the more important thing. Like, all right, yeah, that Heat team made the finals, but they didn't win it. And my thing is, I'm saying that about this Nets team. People are already crowning this Nets team as the champions. Like, once they made those, like, once they brought in Harden, everybody pushed all their chips to the middle of the table and said, "Yo, I'll take the Nets right now." And I've been, I've been saying it from. Prepare to be disappointed by the Nets when them playoff lights get turned on. I'm I'm serious. I, I mean, like, like I'm looking at like, like you want to talk about you you want to talk about the Sixers bringing in George Hill and George Hill being a choke artist in big moments, right? Okay, yeah. I'll say the same thing about James Harden. Yeah, yeah, but, but they got, uh, yeah, but they got well, Kyrie and KD though. Well, they got Kyrie uh, and KD. Well, you guys still have <clears throat> Danny Green, right? Okay. They have Kyrie and KD. They have Kyrie and a question mark around KD. Yeah, it's Kyrie's a question clutch. mark. All right, but yeah. Kyrie is clutch. 
Kyrie is clutch. Kyrie is clutch. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. You, you, are, you are right when you say that Kyrie is clutch, right? But I'm going to tell you flat out, even when you say that, right? Which Kyrie is clutch? Kyrie with the Kyrie with the with the Cavaliers. Yeah. Let's talk about Kyrie with the Boston Celtics. Oh boy, he went there. Of course. Well, well, I mean. Oh, oh, see, 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 see now, 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 now the conversation changed, right? The conversation changed. Right? No, because right. Kyrie was clutch with the Cavs. He went to Boston and didn't do jack. In fact, they were better without him. They were. They were. I agree they with you totally on those points. Yeah, they was better. And, but you guys still have Danny Green on your roster, right? Okay. Who's also another choke artist. Uh, okay. Danny, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Danny Green could be clutch at times, though. I've never yeah. known. Um, <laughs> well, no, no, no. You remember the finals where he kept on hitting all those threes, and then all of a sudden he went, he dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, he'll do that. Those finals. Okay. He's, but he's doing that now. Like the, the yeah, man, yeah. he's doing that now. He's having, <laughs> he's having games where he'll shoot like one for nine, one night, and then the next night hit for twenty eight points. Like, you don't know, yeah. like, it's a coin flip with him. You don't know what you're going to get from Danny Green. But my thing is, like, like my point about the Nets has nothing to do with the Sixers. Like, I, 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 I'm taking the Sixers out of the equation when I'm talking about the Nets. I'm just, I'm not understanding what the general, like, like love fest is for this team. I, don't, I, I mean, and, 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 like from a, from a standpoint from a standpoint with the Sixers for a second and not the Sixers the team but the Sixers fan base every time the Nets make a move there's someone oh my god the Nets just did this oh my god the Nets just did that so what do you understand like do you understand the position that the Nets are in right now the yeah. Nets are chasing the Sixers the Sixers are in the exact position you want to be in. You want to be the team that teams are trying to construct their rosters to beat you. They're trying yeah. to beat the Sixers. That's what all of these moves are about. These moves aren't being made like, like they're already like at the top and they're trying to stay there. They're trying to get there. And they know the Sixers are in their way. But even more so than that, I will tell you right now, these moves are more about the Nets trying to get over the Bucks. That's uh, no, probably confident they can beat the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Bucks won't beat them. I'm saying I think from their point of view that they not worried about the Bucks. I think they more. They, I think they're just worried about us because they know. Yeah, they they know there's nothing they could do against Embiid. Correct. They know, and they know that. They know that. <clears throat> I mean, they know Embiid could drop forty twenty on them every night, and that's that's their biggest problem. I think they figured they could they could build that wall and stop Giannis. Mm -hmm. So 
And then once they do that, you know, the Bucks kind of fall. Yeah, because yeah, because you know that uh, you know uh, uh, Greek Freak's uh, jump shot isn't that ain't good. So yet. it ain't there. Yet. Yeah. No, yeah, and, and here's my thing, and, and and this is where this is where I say to some Sixers fans where you need to shut up. Like, you want Simmons to just start jacking up jumpers because if he does and he starts missing, the first thing you're going to say is he needs to stop shooting. I want Ben Simmons to play his game. I do. I want him to play his game. and I, I do want him to be more aggressive. I do want him driving to the basket, forcing teams to foul, yeah. you know, putting them in foul trouble. I do want that. But yeah, in terms yeah. of – do I want do I want Ben Simmons shooting four, five, six jumpers a night? Not at all. Well, no, not at all. Was, it would be if those oh. jumpers were like pull up jumpers from the elbow or free throw line. Those type of jumpers. Like sometimes you got to be able to come off the dribble and pull up mid range, which is a lost yeah. art in, this, in today's game, anyways. So they already yes. they already teams are like designing their defense to not even guard that. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, you know, there's a, a general lack of, uh, <clears throat> a general, uh, 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 lack of, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The words, uh, respect, Defense? respect, oh, no, yeah, respect, yeah. respect yeah, for Ben Simmons having a J anyway. So I don't need him to jack up three pointers, but mm-hmm. no. Nah. For him to just be the occasional able to jump shot would actually help. Yeah. No, no, and, and I get yeah, and, and here's my little something. Listen, listen. I want Simmons to take two to three quality jumpers a night. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Two to three. People want Ben to shoot nine, twelve like shots. I don't oh, want no. that. No, you don't want no. that. You don't you don't need that. No, no, no. Most of most of what I want him to do is continue to drive to the hole, like you said, get fouled, go to the free throw line, and then occasionally when you drive and you pull up, because they're going to back off of you, mm-hmm. they keep backing off, you, you just pull up, pop a little mid, Jay, make them respect you even more as mm-hmm. a perimeter scorer. Yep. Man, it, it's not so, that, uh, I don't think that's too difficult. <laughs> I don't think so, that's uh, a lot to ask. No, I don't think it so, is. Uh, Speaking not oh I have to ask for uh I I saw either it was either this week or last week maybe it was uh, this week uh Blake uh Griffin finally attempted a dunk. <laughs> oh man yeah time. yeah he got it he got a dunk in yeah I saw it yeah the first two years <laughs> yeah yeah listen listen I, I I I I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I, I get I get it. They they were the splashy moves. They're the big moves. But I'm not sold. I'm sorry. I'm not sold. Like it, it's gonna take more than a bunch of <laughs> signings and trades for me to look at the Nets and say, "Yup, it's their year." I, I, it, it happens, it happens, but it's rare. Yeah, Marcus, it's rare that Marcus, it, it's rare that it happens that way. Yeah, it is rare that it happens like right away. Mm-hmm. It, 
the the bad part about it is it's usually that second year though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and then it snowballs from there. Yeah, now so, see, who would there be? now see, here's the thing with Aldridge, right? Here's the thing with Aldridge again. Sounds like a good move, but my my question to that is. Now, how, how how do you make those pieces fit now? You, you know what I'm saying? Aldridge, Aldridge, Aldridge is a very good, you know, perimeter player on offense. He's eh, on defense. Yeah, he's going to get trashed. Well, he's just going to have to use his files. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the thing. There, there's, so there's nobody that's going to be able to hold a candle yeah. to him beat if he come back the way he left off. There's, there's nothing you can really do about that. There's no. Listen, I won't I don't even. Think there's a center. There's a, there's no center in the league that can stop him. Listen, I won't even. I won't even. Like I said, I won't even break it down as far as a net Sixers thing. The Nets okay. don't play good enough defense. They don't. And 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 and. You scored 150 points. I mean, how much yeah, but, but okay. So here's the thing: you score. They're scoring. They're scoring a hundred and some points a night. They're giving up a hundred and some points a night. Yeah. What happens on that night when you're not playing uh, uh, the Timberwolves? What happens on that night when you're not playing, say, uh, who, when you're not playing the Pistons? Right. What happens on that night when you're playing? a team with defensive capabilities as well as the ability to score, then what? Then what? what like, like you're not going to be able to outrun teams come playoff time. Okay, okay, and and what do we – What do we? Who, who's, who's running listen, that? Listen, Go ahead. Listen. Go ahead. All right. You so said we still got to break down the fact that, all right, the teams they're going to have to face in the East. Mm-hmm. Now, what you just said – what teams could also put up that type of defensive effort and put up points? There's only really two other teams, and that's the, the Sixers and mm-hmm. the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The yes. rest of the teams that are in it from the Hornets and the Knicks and whoever else may be down mm-hmm. the line, uh, well, quite possibly the Heat now, I say them, they're a threat. But other than them, the rest of them, they're going to they're gonna just blow them teams out the word, and those teams don't have enough firepower to even yeah. contend with the things you're trying to put forth. Look, I'm saying it's going to be a problem. Whether it happens, I, and I don't, I don't suspect it will happen in the first round. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't, I don't expect. I think whoever they play in the first round, they will, they'll win that series in six games at the most, right? Five at the most. <laughs> Sure. Depending on who the matchup is, yeah, it depends on who the matchup is. Hmm. Who could be in that matchup out of those lower tier teams that you think could get one game? The Hawks. Oh man, not the Hawks. <laughs> you use the Hawks against me, though. Uh, the Hawks. All right, all right, all right. You're right because the Hawks could do this basically the same thing. <laughs> all right, so there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so if they if they end up with a first round matchup with the Hawks, that series is going six at the no, at, that's still that's still only five. That's still oh, five. <laughs> oh my god, yo, y'all killing me, man. Y'all killing me. But listen, come on, man. listen, come on, man. How much defense the Hawks gonna play? Like, come on, man. 
Granted, yeah, the, Hawk, the Hawks don't play any defense either. You're looking at games that – you're looking at 150 to 148 games that whole series. It's going to be highly entertaining. I'm going to watch that series. I hope that series comes to fruition. Listen, listen, fellas, here's the thing. We're, we, we are definitely going to continue to have this this debate on, on how good the Nets are. But I think for right now uh, – yeah, that's, this this is this is the end of another great one. Y'all got me started when y'all brought up the Nets, man. Like I was, I was ready. Listen, listen, I was ready to wrap this show up. I was ready to wrap this show up ten minutes ago, yo. But y'all, like, like the red, the, like, like that, the conversation about the Nets is like throwing red meat to a lion, yo. <laughs> like, 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 let's 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 uh let's try to keep certain things in perspective out here. Uh, uh, and you guys got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, this is just I agree to be continued, man. On this thing, yeah, definitely to be continued. Listen, it's it's certainly going to be one way or the other. It's certainly going to be uh, a great ending to the regular season. And I kind of can't wait till the playoffs start because I think then, then we'll really be able to have these intense conversations about uh, what's going on once we around know the, the matchups. Once we know yep. the matchups, yep. Yeah, once you know the matchups. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, in case any any of you guys out there forgot, we will not uh, have a full fledged show next week, uh, guys. I kind of just want to come in, do a recap of. Uh, the the scores around the uh, NBA, give out our power rankings, any quick little comments. It's going to be a holiday weekend, plus it is uh, opening weekend for baseball. I will be down at the ballpark on Saturday afternoon, so uh, anybody listening, if you're there and you want to say hi, uh, stop by, say hi, whatever the case may be. John, I know you're you're going to be at the game next homestand after this one? Uh, April 17th of those? Yeah. yeah. The, the, April 17th, I'll be at that home. The Saturday game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be at that Saturday game. Yeah, I'm, I'm now. I'm, I'm debating on whether I'm gonna go to the Friday game or the Saturday game. I'll definitely be at the Sunday game, but now I'm just debating on which, uh, which game in that series against the Cardinals I'll be at. Sadal, so listen, man. I told you, got to get you out to the ballpark, man. Hopefully, when oh, yeah. the uh, the next set of home uh, home games pop up, we can uh, yeah. discuss getting together for a game. Uh, and I'll be in the same section. So we're not right. like yeah. all spread out across Citizens Bank Park. Uh, first beer, yeah. first, first beer on me, fellas. All right. Uh, we're out of here. Uh, thanks again for listening. We will catch you guys uh, in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.